the sample axis, administered by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, you're listening to the Sample Access Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your podcast, Sample Access, the podcast that is about music sampling, music through time, and all of that. Um, Nelson, this is episode 75. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel good. I feel great. It's good to do this once again. Like you said the last time, uh, from the last episode, we're talking about 74, uh, we said we're just going to get straight into it and uh, give you back to back episodes. And that's what we are doing now so um yeah you know how we like to do it after every five episodes we like to do something international so we like to you know, touch every part of the world and bring up in, bring up you know interesting samples that we have had over time and sometimes you know we bring up samples that people have had before but they did not you know put you know put it together or pinpoint it or say okay this is exactly where this came from and we, we always try to explain every single episode what we do and how we do it but it's always an exciting time. If you are listening for the first time, trust me, you're in for a ride. We're going to give you some amazing information that you're going to love all the way. Absolutely. Um, today we're looking at something very wide from Guinea in West Africa to Jayco in North Carolina. Uh, New York boy, rock nation rapper, one of the greatest of all times. Um, Jayco sampling from West Africa, Guinea, video shot in Barbados. And on the other side, we're talking Nate Dogg and Atlantic Star. This is a very vintage episode, if I may. Um, so that's our quartet. I just did a quartet without breaking it down properly. But Nels, we're dealing with four, can we say icons? Uh, well, uh, in terms of the music term, in terms of, you know, how music has been over the years, I feel like J. Cole is a legend in my books. I think Atlantic Star are up there as probably one of the best groups of all time. You understand? And I, Nate Dogg, a lot of people might have this argument back and forth, but, you know, he's the human auto-tune. So I think you might be right saying a group of legends. And, of course, the uh, Conakry guys talking about, you know, uh, the other part of the quartet that comes from West Africa. <laughs> I mean, like, we would be biased. So I just use this opportunity to explain beat by beat those people are legends as has said but yes we're dealing with legends uh, amazing so, so let's get to it like nelson said one in five episodes is international and when we say international it could be south africa uh even though that should not be south africa is home africa is home but yes anything outside nigeria and west africa is considered um foreign in fact we went to sierra Leone one time and we talked about these um sierra Leonean youngins who sampled to face and that was an international episode so uh, on the on the five mark uh, on the all the fives 15 25 35 and all the zeros are meant to be international episodes so episode 75 uh, sounds good to me and we want to make this um international as well um j cole on the song can't get enough featuring three songs from the album the sideline story called the sideline story uh which was his first his first solo album um when he signed with rock nation on that song track three can't get enough j cole samples uh ballet essay baladins also known as orchestra du jardin de guinea they're from guinea um, the tune that was sampled on that song, very evident, was composed by Bale Ese Baladins. 
uh, from Conakry, Guinea. The other flip side we will get to, and I'll let Nelson decide what comes first, is Nate Dogg sampling Silver Shadow by Atlantic Star, one of our favorite songs on on the podcast we are big fans of that song and it's beyond being fans it's spiritual it's real uh, how we enjoy and love that song so we'll be talking about Nate Dogg one of the best hook renditionists whatever that means in um, popular American music Nelson what do we do first yeah I, I think we should start from home so it will make much more sense to talk about uh, you know, J. Cole, what he did in 2011 with Trey Songs. And, uh, you know, that that tune that he, that he beat off, uh, one of the songs from Bala Excess, Bala Dins. And, it's, you know, where we start from there, we would now, of course, you know, dive into or delve into, uh, you know, what happened with Atlantic Star and Nate Dog, which I think is a classic sample, amazing stuff. Let's start from J. Cole, really. Let's start with J. Cole, and that's on me. Um, J. Cole is my pastor um where do i begin so my friend ayo delia dimeso ayo spencer i was in his place i don't know why i'm telling his story but i needed to like be dramatic a little bit and sound deep um i was in his house some sometime around 2010 2011 and then he plays this song by j cole can't get enough it sounds very vibey it sounds interesting in my jacket whatever they were, whatever they were saying on that song right and that was how i got hold of j cole so i'm guessing up to now i'm not sure i've had this conversation with ayo whether he is a called cole fan or he's just a random cole listener he made me find out cole and when i found out cole in 2010 i think i was in pre-degree when I found out that song Can't Get Enough, I started to dig into Cole, drank in my cup. Um, all the other songs from the come up, the warm up. This was Cole coming out straight out 2009, signing with the Rock Nation and dropping songs. You know, we know Cole now with dreadlocks, but this was Cole, fresh guy, uh, haircut and all that. Not, none of these uh, Rastafarian so that's how i got to know cole and i had known can't get enough from that time the bounce on this sample from ballet at uh, baladin is the reason why that song is that song can't get enough j cole trey songs sideline story so uh, i'm going to try to talk about the album sideline story so i've had to let's fast forward to 2014 2014 forest Hills drive by j cole is one of the albums you know it's considered one of the perhaps one of the best albums in that generation of musicians drake cole kendrick um you when you make a top 10 list of albums that cole album will come up no features and it, it went on to sell so many records it went on to do amazing touring and all of that so um yeah j cole consistently made albums that did well and he was able to build a big fan base across the world in fact can't get enough is track three on Cole the sideline story Cole the sideline story is j cole's first outing first solo album that has songs like nice watch featuring jay-z liberal boss at the time of course um a dollar and a dream um 
you talk about lights please which of the which is considered one of the songs that really blew him up like that so um that's pretty much how i got to know Cole and how i got to be a fan can't get enough samples these guys from conakry but before i go on i want you to speak on anything you know about j cole what's your perception of rap music as represented by cole yeah like you i kind of feel like you know um j cole is one of the greats and for so many reasons he has been there for a long time and just to you know remind you because i'm sure you're mixing up dates uh can't get enough was released in 2011 so uh, that was a big time for a uh, call i think september 1st 2011 you're saying 2010 so i'm sure you know where you have to sing all the way back to 13 years or thereabouts you can actually mix up dates and all of that but back to Cole. i think the first time i heard about Cole was he did a mixtape i don't know whether it was 2008 or 2009 i don't know whether i remember that who that who that i don't know whether i remember that particular yeah. you know tune it was i think it was yeah, off that, uh, one, i know the i know there was come up on the warm-up i think yeah, there was. I think it was off his first um, mixtape, you know, J. Cole, who that. I remember I used to go to one of my friends' uh, place. Uh, funny thing is, the guy I used to go to is actually a musician now, uh, you know, doing stuff as well. Apparently, who that, I think who that was actually off that album as well, 2011, but I think it was released way before 2010, exactly. Okay, I just confirmed the dates, 2010. So, yeah, I think it was about that, you know, before the World Cup and everything. The song was buzzing and it was a free it felt like a freestyle i don't know whether it was a freestyle you know but it felt like it so it was something that you know the rapper guys around my area wanted to learn and you know have their music stuff and everything and i had to find out who he was and i found out it was j cole and you know i found him interesting you know he looked very he looked very edgy you know young simple at the same time you get what i'm saying he didn't look like the regular rapper right yeah. i mean the regular rappers we knew at the time was a tattoos you know he looked so like he looked like he was i mean permit me to use this word he looked like it was all those people that you know they're uptight and sophisticated yeah, he's actually uptight so that's like me. yeah that's so you me. yeah you begin to wonder like how can how can this guy be you know a rapper and he's rapping and you know he's dropping lines and bars and it sounded really cool it didn't look like what we were used to you know like, like the Wayne, you know the soldier like boys you know yeah he looked, you know, he looked all good and everything. And when I found out that she was, you know, you know, a graduate of school, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. That makes sense now. He's like one of those guys that I, you know, yeah, Sigma Kumlade and has been through it all and all of that. So yeah, I, I really liked what he did with that. And then, of course, I I took note of him. So afterwards, anything that comes out from, you know, his music or his album, whatever that pops, I would just listen to it. And of course can't get enough came out and i think you would agree with me that can't get enough had like he blew like wildfire i don't know whether it was his songs but we know it was we later on you know discovered that it was just that tune yeah so he was was very calypso-ish african-ish yeah. mm. you understand what i'm saying calypso-ish you know yeah. it, it was just it was, yeah. It was just very, very cool for us to hear at the time. And I think a lot of people actually loved it and they stuck to the sound. So for me, even though Who That was the opener for me, yeah. uh, I feel like for a lot of other people, it was Can't Get Enough that put him to the world. I remember at the time, Trey Songs was popping too, was making one or two songs. So he was already popping in the scene as well. 
So it just made sense that okay, these two youngins that we don't know so well come together and do and do a, a hit track like that. And the video put it up there. The video reminded me of Area Codes by Little Chris. I don't know whether you can remember that. Strange because the person that took the chorus on Area Codes is actually Nate Dog, right? So yeah, I'm just connecting that. Funny thing is, I'm just connect, I'm just thinking about it now that that video reminds me a whole lot about area codes, you know, from 0203. And, you know, you think about all the, all the, 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 like the girls, you know, the guys looking all simple. And truth be told, I feel like J. Cole coming out in 2010, 2011, opened up a new space for some specific rappers in the US. In the sense that guys that were uptight or sophisticated at the time, Kind of saw like an avenue. Oh, if Jago can be in, you know, Rock Nation and do stuff like this, Are you sure? I can be able to do it too. I didn't have, I don't have to, I don't have to be, you know, a certain way. I don't have to be a tough guy, or I don't have to be, you know, with my tats and having to like been through the hardest things of all time. I need to just have a story. I know how to tell it. So yeah, from then on, from there on, I've I've always been a big fan. And then 2014, you know, Forest Hills Drive came around. I remember I listened to that album like maybe the first time I heard it was I heard it like maybe four or five times because it didn't sound like the usual rap album to me. It sounded like a piece. Although I need to say this, Bon Cena did a bigger number on me than Forest Hill Drive, but Forest Hill Drive felt like felt like you know a journal coming to life. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I remember a lot of lines from Bon Cena. You see. From example, the Bonsina song itself, you know, uh, and many songs of Bonsina, like, it just sticks with you. But, you know, Jago is a man. I love the guy. I gotta do this for me. They tell me life is a test, but where's the tutor for me? Pops came late, I'm already stuck in my ways. Ducking calls from my mother for days. Sometimes she hate the way she raised me, but she loved what she raised. Can't wait to hand her these house keys. Really lovable. Um, Of course, I don't want to sound like... You know, you know. The, I think the new language outside now is, and this is a cuss word. How do I do it? Is is D I C X writing? That's the new language outside now. But this is not. I mean, I don't know why people chose to do that. When people praise other people for one or two reasons, they call it that. That that word. But back to back it's to because this. Because people feel like. Because people feel like. There are some people that you should not, you know. Yeah, example, they don't let me, let me try and explain. Yeah, so so like you know how much of a big fan of Kendrick Lamar I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm big fan of Kendrick Lamar. Cool and the gang, yeah, big Kendrick Lamar, Cool and the gang, big fans of them. But the thing is, I can't actually express myself on the internet and saying you know all sorts about them. A lot of people will come at me and say, but you. if you're around me, you know how these guys i mean yeah and it's you no love harm. what you love it's no it's harm expressing yeah, it's yourself. Not, as far as you're not as far as you're not stand like as far as you're not that's the thing and crazy if you appreciate art and you appreciate what those persons those you know those people bring to the table in terms of their music that's cool enough just to stay on call a little bit of course uh whatever that is um so i'm going to do like a recap of his discography i think he has come a long way and I don't know why this... Okay, this is about him. We're making this about him because I am a fan. I know more about him than I know of Ballet. Uh, 2007, the come-up. 2009, the warm-up. These are mixtapes. 
2010 did anything drop i doubt that 2011 co-world the sideline story that's his first album right okay 2010 there was friday night lights friday night lights was also a very good mixtape this speaks to the hard work that artists do on the underground before they even get to blow up this guy went to rock nation's gate trying to submit a cd to jay-z so he could get signed eventually he got signed and he's one of the greats today so it's crazy what artists go through on their you know warm-up come-up days right push it forward 2012 did he drop anything i doubt 2014 and this is amazing because just off of the come up the warm-up getting signed and doing your first album co-world the sideline story in 2011 after friday night lights in 2010 2014 would be his perhaps his most iconic album and that's very instructive because after 2014 forest hills drive a lot of people would say cole kind of fell off and then he came back in 2020 with the best verses you know best verses in in the rap game right um so let me push up push for the discography 2016 for your eyes only i was seven in Ibadan when this album dropped and i and i really enjoyed it because of the essence of it it wasn't i don't think it's a stellar album a stellar rap album rap album but the essence of the album was for his friend or i think someone who passed away because of gun violence or any or something like that uh, for your eyes only dropped 2016 j cole 2018 kod uh uh, kids on drugs and the other one killer demons kod dropped this was when he came to nigeria 2018 seven days after dropping that album he performed in lagos and it was historic from 2018 i'm sure i've missed out uh some there was truly yours in 2017 uh, that's like a mixtape uh there were other mixtape other albums with the with the dreamville revenge of the dreamer series what was also ongoing with other guys um pushed that forward to 2021 my bro came back with the off season and he really spazzed out the album didn't do too well but it was acknowledged as i mean he predicted his own fall off so he called it the the off season the album was supposed to be called the fall off but long and short lewis street 2020 uh d-day a gangster grills mixtape 2022 and then that's just about it on that p um uh, um so that's j cole's discography born 19 1985 38 years old this year he has accomplished a lot he's considered one of the greats and that's just about it with j cole now let's go to the ballerina uh the group from guinea do you know how important it is that the reason why you and i know about ballet at say ballerines is because of j cole just because a producer in new york by the name i think brian sampled the guinean group from conakry we know about them now in 2023 and we won't stop mentioning their name i was listening to one of their tapes earlier today and it's, and it's so amazing west african tunes the guitar the heavenly african sounds and what's your opinion on what samples do to preserve music see that's why i love sampling and that's why i always talk about people sampling as much 
as they can even though you know there's a lot going on right now in terms of sampling people are being taken to court and uh, it's like 1999 over again with the beastie boys but sampling is important for the culture we have said this over and over again you think about nigerian music bring it home for example you think about nigerian music you hear some songs and then you can tag them to another song that was released you know many many years ago and you 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 just you, you love the fact that this the art form the the work that was being put into it and you can you you kind of feel like you can be you can understand what is going in that person's head or you know how, for example, like they sample a song that you love so much, and then it kind of feels like you guys lived the same life. I don't know whether I understand what I'm talking about. So it's like your story is being told, you know, by the other person. Uh, uh, and that's why I love this. Thinking about the fact that we never knew about Balayet says Baladins. We didn't know anything about them till, you know, we had the song in 2011. In fact, the reason why we know much about them now is because we are actually, you know, working and trying to understand what they have been doing they have been around since 1959 big part of the guinean culture a lot of people in the guinea, in guinea would know them because they were like you know the staple music guys for them like the, the the main guys like when you say okay this kind of music comes from this end of the world and you share how original the african sound is and this just pushes you know it's just it's just always it's always pushing me to say stuff like this we need to sample as much as possible. I was listening to a song recently, and you know, I heard Fefenefe, and you know, even though Fefenefe is a Ghanaian word or Ghanaian, like you know, sentence or phrase or whatever, Ghanaian word, you know, Ghanaian stuff or Ghanaian sound, you think about the fact that when Fela did Fefenefe, it was a big thing and then people like whiskey picked it on and now people nowadays are picking it on even though it's now diluted and it's not done like before you appreciate the fact that these guys are doing it and i i think uh, jayco is one of those guys that is very very you know attached to the african culture the thing is we're not so sure but we can tell that if he enjoys the sound he probably has one or two things to do with you know the production because most of the time we need to know that it's those guys that made the beats that are the ones that should be acknowledged or those involved in making the beats because uh, you can bring as a producer you can bring already a mixed proper beat to a, to a rapper and then he listens and is like oh yeah this is cool the reason why i said something about j cole maybe being close to the culture is because he has sampled a fella sound before hmm. i yeah so um let i'm trying to remember let us down Oh, you know, I, I I have forgotten the name of that particular song. And ah, I forgotten. It was it's a big jam. It's a big jam. It's one of those albums. I think it was that was one of those albums that was done with Africa 70. It can't be Egypt 18. Freedom of jail, so, and sorry to my baby's being born. Same time a man is murdered at the beginning and then as far as rap goes, it's only yeah. to explain the plot to and also yeah. what the fans are name first of all. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm a big nasty. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so We've heard, we've heard things like that and you just appreciate that you say okay he has been around music like that and he has done a couple of things with african sound so whether is you know all you know whether is all, all to the producer or to him i appreciate the fact that he, he would get to release stuff like that so still a big fan of sampling i feel like samplers especially those with estates uh, what i'm talking i'm talking directly to certain kinds of people so people that they are in charge of this kind of music please even if they have to pay a fee 
you can listen in if the sound is not good enough or the music is not good enough tell them not to put it out but if it is good enough please let them mm. put this music out you get what i'm saying i'm sure you understand what i'm saying Goyega. a lot of people yeah. are making it yeah. hard yeah. to make music now hip-hop is supposed to be you know take off some songs from the past or from even the present mix it up and turn it to something new and use it to tell your story you think about numerous songs from the past till now and you see how they have in one way or the other preserved music we're going to get very soon to another part where we would talk about you know another form of another form of sound that was that was sampled and you you see the beauty hip-hop and even music in general should know no bounds you can actually sample from anywhere i'm one of those people that i hate it I hate it when people talk about sampling like it's a bad thing. So a big fan of, uh, you know, big fan of Bala Edse, Bala Days now. I would listen to their records a whole lot more because of Jacob yeah. thing years ago. And these guys have been available mm. for, our, for our listening pleasure since the, mm. since some of us born, since 1959. And I don't know Jack about them. And I listen to Jacob and I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's like David Zare. I would listen to David Z once in a while. I would exactly. listen to David Z once in a while. You took it out of my mouth. You know who they remind me yeah. of? David Z from Angola. Uh, Distance Relatives from Angola, episode 40 of Sample Axis. That's a classic. Now, the music video for Can't Get Enough by J. Cole featuring Trey Songs was shot in Barbados. I was directed by Clifton Bell while they were in Barbados for his last performance as the official opening act for Rihanna's Loud Tour. And this was in 2011, I believe. Uh, Trey Songs and Rihanna were in the video in Barbados, which is Rihanna's hometown. I see the Rock Nation connection and it's just amazing to see where everybody's at 10, 12, 13 years later. That's on a sideline. Now, back to Guinea, Conakry, West Africa. Bala Onivogui is the band leader of the Bala Etse Baladins, also known as Orchestra Dujardin de Guinea. Um, this man died of a heart attack in 2011 the same year that jake that's the same year the album dropped yeah yeah right i mean this is like march and the album the, the song dropped in september so yeah that's same sad year, that's sad the man died in conakry at the age of 75 he was old and accomplished the fact that we're talking about him now is iconic bala et sebaladins are still making money from samples because i found out two other songs that's briefly or one other song by like i really can't remember now there, there's one artist that sampled j cole sampling bala etse baladins right people who in guinea in the year 1970 or 19 whatever created bands and made folk music in guinean traditional culture they should be getting some new york checks even now Nana yadi, 
south side, can't get enough, can't get enough. East side, west side, worldwide, ride out. Nah, I ain't got no kids yet, but this right here's for practice. I hate to get the seats in the bins, but that's how good your ass is. Make an old man get his glasses, make Wesley pay his taxes. Then follow your moves all week on Twitter, probably make a reconsider. You're now rockin' with the best, man Dress game down to the sex game Won't rap, but the boy been blessed, man Let you play with Ovech Kane She calling, she texting, she's falling But let me explain Gotta tell your old boyfriend, skate girl Cause don't play them X games Nope, straight sexing No handcuff or arresting And I ain't coming off on my last name Cause I really can't take no stressing About where I done been, who I done hit Your homegirl saying he a bad boy But I'm trying to the rap switch no to Nate Dogan, Atlantic Star Uh... And I hope someday, if I'm a, if I have enough money, I'll go to Guinea and find out some of the band members uh, of Bale Bala et Baladins. I ke- I like to say that name. I'll go back to their music and consume a, a, a little more. I had a run with David Zay. I got emotional at some point listening to some of his songs. I did not know what Angolan language or Portuguese language he was saying, but I felt it with the guitars and the melodies. Uh, and I'm going to do that with. Bala Etse Baladins, also known as Orchestra du Jardin de Guy. Good place to go to Atlantic Star. Yeah, so uh, the other part of uh, the samples for today is one that I, I love so much. When I found out about this sample, I was so excited. I'd heard it before, and I know that it's a big hip-hop song. But I really didn't connect because, and I have to come out and say this, I'm a big fan of Atlantic Star, but there's one particular album that I do not really like a lot because of, you know, the way the album was set up. So you just have a few songs there, one or two. I think my best album from Atlantic Star is as the band Turns that was released in 1985. But in 1982, Brilliance, the album was released. And on that album came songs like Circle and Let's Get Closer. Let's Get Closer is, is a big jam from the 80s. It's one of those club mix jams that makes you feel good and great. And guess what happened? Nathaniel Dwayne Hill redid that song or took that song and did it in a different way and different light with the song Nobody Does It Better. Now we know that, uh, you know, Nate Dogg, as is, as is known, is also the king of hooks. And he's the king of hooks for so many reasons. He's like basically the human auto-tune. I remember when I was growing up, a lot of people used to say they feel like there's something inside the vocal cords of Nate Dog because he doesn't need, you know, he doesn't need to tweak his voice. Every time you think about Nate Dog, what comes to my mind is, ah, God, codes. Come on. I mean, that's like a classic. Anybody remembers that, you just think about it. And then you think about the fact that he was in the same group as Snoop Dogg. In fact, his cousin was actually... Yeah, and you know Warren G, of course. So Warren G was also, they used to work together a lot and they made proper music. And crazy thing is, I remember the time Nick Dog died because it was such a big loss in the entertainment industry. A lot of people talked about it. It was, you know, it was such a sad moment, really. Mm. I saw it was on TV for a long time. Everybody was talking about, oh, we have lost the king of box. Yeah, it was 41. He died of a heart attack. Yeah, so this particular song, let's get back to the song, though. This particular song was released in 1998, talking about Nobody Does It Better. I don't know whether you have heard this, but I'm sure you have. Nobody does it better. And then you think about, you know, 
the years between 1998 and 1982, that's 16 years. And I can tell you for sure that it added volume to the people that were listening, you know, to that music from Atlantic Star. And I'm just going to say this out. Atlantic Star were already big guys, great guys. They were already, they were already like, you know, one of the best of all time. So they already had all the acknowledgements, all their songs were revered, you know. I mean, come on, Silver Shadow. You think about Silver Shadow, you think about DMX, you think about you think about Barbara Withers. But this time, in this particular album, it was still Sharon Brandt that was still the lead vocalist. But in this particular song, it was David Lewis that took the vocals. Now, you might not know David Lewis very well, but if you have listened to this song, Secret Lovers, that was done off the 1985 album, as the band turned. Yes, I have. Yeah, you know Secret Lovers. So David Lewis was one that, you know, did a duet with Barbara Withers. So David Lewis has always been that guy from the onset. Everybody knows him. He's a great writer. But the strange thing is that this particular song, Let's Get Closer, was wasn't actually was not written by him. It was written by someone else. Uh, the name of the person, Harold Johnson. Harold Johnson wasn't, it wasn't even a part of the group, but he wrote it. Now, apart from... That's why I said this album was not that big album for me. And I know, I, I know that I know I'm talking about the two of them, you know, intertwined, and it's because of there's so many connections, you know, yeah. on on Nate Dog's end and also on Atlantic Stars end. That it just makes sense for me to talk about them together and just try to you know mesh them up together. The track list for the 1982 album Brilliance was Love Me Down. It was performed. It was written by David Lewis, a sexy dancer, written by David Lewis and his brother Wayne Lewis. Uh, Love Moves. We Louis wrote that one. And uh, your love finally ran out. Some D's. Um, circles. Now, Circles is a big jam. Sharon Bryant should have vocal range in that one. Amazing song. I think she really did a very, very good job. Is 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 up there for their singles. Maybe one of the highest charting songs for them, Circles. And then on this the sixth song of that album was called Let's Get Closer. Let's Get Closer is is I don't know whether you have listened to the song a lot. Let's Get Closer is that, you know, romantic, sensual song you get. It's like the song you sing to a lady that you guys are at the cusp of being intimate. You get what I'm saying? All those kind of special, beautiful songs. And I feel like that's the strength of David Lewis. Now, on the flip side, you have, you know, Warren G alongside Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg known for choruses i mean i think regulate is one of the big jams for me but this one from 1998 from the album called Wu, uh that's where they dog did this one and nobody does it better nobody does it better sounds like you know a proper rap and r&b sound so i don't know whether you know this but a lot of people talk about like rap and r&b like it's a new thing mm. but it's not from the onset that's how it used to be. All right, there was, but, but then there was also a space or a time frame where it was rap and rap only. So you think about the NWA, you think about Public Enemy, think about you know the Ron DMCs, all those that that same time frame, the Grandmaster Flash, the early guys. There was a time frame mm. where there was no music, there was no R&B, but people like Warren G, alongside Nate Dogg made beautiful things together and you know even though like i said earlier that whenever you think about Nate dog the first song that comes to your mind is i got codes yeah. but there are a lot of there are a lot of hits in fact from 1992 yeah, like the icon of his era yeah from 1992 to about you know maybe 2007 there about there were so many songs in fact a lot of people feel like you know nick dog himself is like a legacy like that's how he's that's how much he's revered like amongst his peer Peers. And she was one that started this uh, 
uh, G-Funk thing, you know, G-Funk, meaning like, you know, gangster funk. I don't know whether I've heard it before, heard about it before. It's gangster funk, you know. Think about it like, you know, funk, but done in a, in a gangster-like manner. When you're thinking about funk normally, you think about like the Daz Band, you think about uh, Zap and Roger, you think about uh, the early funk guys that would go on, maybe Lakeside, and sometimes, I think the Manhattans did funk at some times as well, and of course the OJs, but the, the G-Funk was different because it's the gangster way, and I feel like the person that actually held that down was Nick Dogg. Amazing, amazing musician. His songs are so much like the the, the, the amount of collaboration he did. <laughs> I don't I don't even know, man. Where do I where do I start from? The name of the group that he was with Snoop Dogg on was called the Two One Three. I wanted to like familiarize how different or how far apart was the generation of uh, Barbara Withers, Sharon Bryant, and the Atlantic Star members and Nate Dogg. 80s to 90s how different were the genres yeah yeah i saw i i actually said that earlier i said 16 okay. years in between songs 1982 okay. the album was released and let's get close i was off that album in uh 1998 woo the album nate dog released alongside warren g now this time you know they didn't have snoop dog in this in the space anymore snoop dog was already doing mm. big man things at the time yeah, the genre we're talking about is post-disco R&B. Now, when I say post-disco R&B, a lot of people are like saying, why is, why is there so much, so much words on one particular genre? And I know you, Boyga, would understand clearly what I mean, but I'll try to explain to like the, our listeners. So R&B has changed over the years. We had R&B of the OJs in the 60s, coming into the 70s. We had R&B of... Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. We had R&B of the Manhattans. Then coming to the 70s, it changed a little bit. And now it was more funkier. And then, you know, you had uh, a shoe cooperation, do R&B. Um, thinking about a couple of 70s acts right there. Uh, Kula and the Gang in the early days with uh, Ronald Bell as the lead. And... R&B changed, then coming to the 80s. In the 70s, you have people like Gladys Knight and the Peeps. Don't let it get to your head now. I can't remember the name of that man, Phyllis Hyman, um, um, Patti LaBelle. I know we have done something on Patti LaBelle before. I love one need you. So yeah, all of those songs. Um, Nelly and, and Kelly. Yeah, Nelly. And so all those songs were different R&B. Now, coming into the post-disco era, which is the Jivey sound, the R&B changed. And I would say, like, maybe it, it became um, slower than usual. So when you think about 80s R&B, you're thinking, you're thinking people like Lionel Richie, thinking people like Atlantic Star, Midnight Star. Lisa, Lisa and the Cult Jam did a little bit of R&B. And then the mother of them all, Anita mm. Baker. And you think about, you know, Evelyn Champagne King, the reason why I'm not putting Whitney Houston in all of this is because Whitney is like music. You get, yeah. I feel like it would be insulting to say that she was just RB. Even though it's not, it, all, due respect, all due respect to all the artists, artists that called too. Because when you think about, you know, Anita Baker, it's just the reason why I'm saying Anita Baker is because Anita Baker had soul RB, but she, she held RB, you know, down. 
think of all the albums and you listen to it, there was a certain flow. And then we come into the late 90s, you had people like, you know, I'll be sure, people like Kit Sweat, I want her, uh, I'll be sure, Night and Day, um, Bobby Brown, uh, New Edition. I'm sure you see that R&B has changed again. Hmm. The approach is different now. And then you come yeah. into the mid-90s, you're having people like Next, Osha is coming up, Robert Kelly is coming up, you know, Sync is coming up. Then you have Jack all these guys coming up. Yeah, so sure. the, it has changed. Genuine is coming up. Then you move into the early 2000s, right? Things have changed again. So it's the same R&B, but it's different. Now you have Donald Jones coming yeah. up with great music. And all of these guys, then you have Kelly Rollins, then you have the... Destiny Child, Kevin Campbell was even in the late 90s, so he would probably yeah. be in the 90s space. So all of these times, every time it's changing, and get into the mid-2000s, you have Beyonce doing her thing, you have Rihanna doing R&B, you have Sia, and now we, now you come into the late 2010s, and you're getting Daniel Caesar, Frank Ocean somewhere in the early 2010s, I get in her, um, Summer Walker, uh, and John, yeah, you know, John, Nashe, and you have their, have their own way of making music. It's still R and B. It's still the same bedrock of rhythm and blues, but you know, different approaches, and that's one of the beauty of music. And guess what? Most of those R and B guys still sample as well. The moment they, they hear a sound they love so much, I, I'm sure you know this a lot because you think about that. I've seen a couple of videos online where you see. Maybe big artists from now. I'm not the biggest R&B fan of now. I listen to that. I listen to a couple of them, but I'm not like an avid listener of this time. You know R&B, but I'm sure when I listen to them, I would be able to tell <laughs> that they have sampled a couple of the greats. But that's the beauty of music. Yeah, Nels. So, uh, um, so so as we try to close up, uh, I think we have about ten minutes. Um, Nate Dogg, he passed away sadly at a young age relatively young age um what what's what's the legacy of people like Nate dog and his you know the members of his generation who's left of that generation um from his generation not not a lot left actually because he was on the same time he was in the same time as snoop dog you know warren g tupac and you know, maybe I'll call in, I'll, I'll add Ludacris, 50 Cent, Mob Deep, Eminem. Um, he, he has been around for most of his guys, most deaf, uh, the West Side Connections, Dr. Dre. What I really think, you know, and this is with all due respect to the artists of the time, but they are not as, they are not as up there as before. So I think even if the dog is still alive now, he would be, revert, he would be referred to as a legacy, a legend, a living legend. Well, like, would his song still be popping? I do not know. But, you know, I, I have thought about it before because I've listened to a couple of this, you know, new R&B sounds, and I'm like, Nate Dogg would do a madness on some of the songs. You get, for the rappers, the new rappers, like the Tyler, the creator, Logic. I don't know why Logic never really worked with him. Okay, he wasn't making music at the time. I'm sure if... If Jacob had the opportunity, I'm very sure he would have made something with Nate Dog. I'm very sure Kenny Lamar would have picked up something with Nate Dog. Sampa, Sampa sounds a whole lot like what 
Stanford sounds like a future Nick Dogg. You know Stanford, right? Yeah, he was on Father's Time with Kendrick. Yeah. Every time I hear that voice, I'm like, and I, you know, first time I heard the okay. song, I'm not going to lie, I actually, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought, okay, maybe they did something to his voice. It's like this guy that did God did as well. Friday, amazing guys. Those guys are like, so special. they're like an mm. epic, yeah, epic of greatness. You think about them and you say, oh, these are the Nate Dogs of now. Because during Nate Dogs time, he didn't have anyone like him. You were either singing proper R&B, you were not doing I've got cold, maybe because you like my sexy voice. You know, you can't do that. Do you understand? Uh, and you know, you had this you had cool dance you used to do at the time when he's like, you know, doing the stuff and he's shaking his body, like, you know, shake that uh, by Eminem to like, you know, great stuff you used to do. And now you think about these guys that are here now and they can actually uh, make sound like that. Friday special, amazing artist, Sanford. When I heard him live, I'm like, yes, amazing. And you know, yeah. there are a couple of people that have amazing voices as well in the black community. Solid stuff from J. Cole to Obala at Baladins and then Nate Dogg. Um, this is one other iconic, uh, highly useful sample access episode. Um, we started this podcast off of our love for music and we have grown to learn more and more about the importance and the different generations of music and if for anything we are glad to learn and to present it to you so we hope that this has been useful and entertaining to as many people as possible uh nels any production credits we may be missing but nobody does it better it was actually produced by warren g uh, for the Atlantic Star song, uh, let's get closer. Uh, most of the production was done by David and Dwayne Lewis. Uh, so I would give them uh, that. But also, yeah, a very important name, James Anthony Carmichael. He was mm. a big part of the, that. You know, he made most of the songs. Yeah, I think I would give him. Uh, I would give him the production credits. He he got the production credits for the entire album. That's talking about Brilliance in 1982. But you know, David and Wayne Lewis would also get a nod to as a producer so that's that's it from my end yeah for j cole um brian kidd double d uh was the producer for the song can't get enough j cole sampling bala et baladines uh the song titled paulette uh, by the corner paulette 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 by the conakry band i would give um bala et baladines their leader uh and i'm trying to get the leader's name right now uh in person Bala Onivogui. Bala Onivogui. We should give him credit being the leader trumpet player for that band. Uh and of course the rest of the band production credit uh for that amazing tune and they have many more. Which is sad. We listen to lots of American music, but there is David Zay albums. There is um um this woman from Cape Verde. I can't recall her name. My Miriam Akiba, I don't have access to as many Makiba albums as I would love to. Uh, cultural imperialism, we'll talk mm. about that on it. I always mention that, but it's sad because a lot more African. Of yeah. course, there is difference in language, and, and America speaks one language, 50 states, just like in Africa, where you have no, not just like Africa, it's different. But, but but we'll get into geopolitics on a, on another episode on, on on a different platform but I'm worried about our documentation and our libraries in Africa music and book libraries and everything else 
Um, but this has been good. Episode 75, anything else before we go? More to come. Uh, we're going to try our possible best to give you guys premium uh, stuff right here on the Sample Access. Always listening. And tell your friends to share with your friends, share with everybody around you. This is basically for everybody that loves music, whether you're young, you're old, or you want to learn, or you want to be excited about sharing about how music is being made. Absolutely. So send us a mail, sampleaxis1 at gmail.com. Uh, find us in our DMs if you have voice notes, if you have reactions, if you have artists you want us to check out, please reach out to us on Twitter at SampleAxisPod on Twitter, at SampleAxisPodcast on Instagram, and my DM is at Wigadoya on Twitter. You can find Nelson at N-W-A-E-N-I-E capital N. Yes, Wainia on, on Twitter. Instagram, N-W-A-E-N-I-E dot Nelson. Reach out to us. We'll be happy to hear from you. My name is Buiga Adoya, and on behalf of Nelson, we'll see you next time. Close well. Closer than most I just see so much in you And I want a better view I want to look deeper into you, yeah. Let's get closer, well, well, closer than close. Let's get closer, closer than most, well. Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. They can come closer than close. Yeah. Original, they never will be. We bumpin' from coast to coast, yeah, yeah. We just tryna make you see. Nobody does it better. I'm sitting here trippin', my mind is blocked. Nate Dog just did it, so it's time to concoct. No one can do it better like this two-man crew. They say we want here to quit us. Now what y'all gon' do? Always into something, that's my name. Only out for money, hey, cause that's the game. People always ask me why I'm out for scratch. He who has the most is he who won the match. Strike one, me and Nate Dog is a match. Strike two, the sample axis administered by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, let me try that. You're listening to the Sample Axis podcast.